On chapter 30 of our podcast, the summer fun here in France continues. As promised, we headed back to the Foie Gras Museum for the Fresh Pêche Market. We also caught the last day of the Pendagenet Art Show. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Oh, so <laughs> this has nothing to do with France, but I saw something on a CNN news report. Not that we get CNN here. Well, wait a minute. Did you say CNN and news in the same breath? Oh, my. Ouch. Okay, so apparently if you can't stand 10 seconds on one leg, you will be dead within 10 years. Oh, what a nice one. What are you do? What kind of a way to start the podcast is that? What? What? Well, so, it's just kind of interesting. It's kind of is that from S- Dr. Sanjay Gupta? No, I don't think so. Well, what but, is this again? One more time. So, you, if you can't stand on one leg for ten seconds, you will die from various diseases. And do you have to do this for both legs? Like, I mean, well, I mean, like, do you have to? Stand on your right leg for more than 10 seconds and then on your left leg for more than 10 seconds and then you're good? They or? didn't get that specific. But you know what? I'm sure if people wanted to Google it, they can go CNN one leg and find it. So let me just get this straight. Mm. Let me just get this straight. Yep. According to Dr. Julie. Mm-hmm. If you can stand on one leg for more than 10 seconds, you're good. You're good for now. If you can't stand on one leg... For up to 10 seconds, you should get your affairs in order? Yeah, because you will be dead within 10 years. Okay. Apparently. But it's well, not me. It's I'm just... I'm... Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That's just great news. All right. Well, on well, that note... Well, wait a minute. What, what? What, what kind of things do you think, like, okay, ob- I guess obesity would be one that might... Uh... <sighs> I don't know. Prevent you from standing on one leg for more than Some 10 kind seconds? Of cancers. Uh... Oh, maybe you're wobbly. Maybe you're, uh, no, hang on. Maybe you've got uh, like an inner ear, like you're, you're, you're dizzy. You're, oh, uh, you're, uh, what is it? What do you call it? Your equilibrium? Yeah, or you have fat organs or. Fat organs? Yeah. Like unhealthy people have fat organs. Unhealthy organs? Mm-hmm. Like livers, hearts. Okay. So that could affect your balance. I, I'm not. I am not a medical expert, but I. That's what I read on that CNN mo- like little blurb. Okay. Wow, that's a heck of a. Did not expect that for the uh, start of the chapter thirty podcast. But good, good to know. And I, you know what? Now, now you've got. I because I'll go try this now. I'm sure everybody's going to go. Wait, wait a minute. Wait. I, can I, you I, do it now? Oh, I, I yep. can try it. But okay. I mean, I, I'm, I I know I'm good. No, I, well, you've been working out, so. Yeah, look at One, two, steamboat, three, two steamboat, four. three steamboat, four oh, steamboat. Oh, come on. Look at That's mm, uh, six, seven. Oh, stop it. I could do it all yep. day. No, you, you we did a really good job. We podcast here. Uh-huh. I, could, I could do that all day on both legs. Not a problem. Well, that kind of brings me to the fact that we've been active. Yeah. We have been going into the forest and walking our trail almost every day. Yeah, and uh, th- that has, I- I've reaped the benefits of that in, in a number of ways. My energy is way up, my weight is down, and uh, I, j- I feel tighter, like just... You know, you're you're working all these muscles that you're you're not used to working, and I just I feel really I feel great. Well, 
So after the last podcast, when we were talking about Nordic walking, what did we do? We you forced. I mean, you forced us to go get. I did not force happy sticks. Yep, we went and got some walking sticks, cheap, not expensive. So I think this is a really great sport. And is that a is it a sport? Well, it's just it's just a way of of walking with your arms and looking foolish. It's. Uh, the, get the collapsibles, you know, like the little tripods for cameras. That's what they are. They, they, so they're adjustable, obviously, for height. And then you can pack them up nicely. Uh, we got ours for like 20 bucks or something. 20 so, euros. Whatever. They know. Um, <sighs> but didn't you say that you had um, some some muscle, you know, like you felt your muscles in your tr- oh, the, yeah. tr- triceps and in, in your, your shoulders? More, more my shoulders, I found. Yeah. But I'm not wheeling away there. Uh, like I'm not, I'm not trying to no, make you, the Olympic no, cross country. You did the team. lazy Nordic where it was like two walks to one stick and I was yeah. doing two sticks to oh, two walks. I wish I had a video of the way you were going. You're, anyway. Could have churned butter. You, you enjoyed though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fine. And, and, but I, I, I will say this, I don't think I'd recommend it, uh, for everybody because if you're prone to falling, <laughs> Like me, uh, you know, it's just one more thing to get in your way. And when you're going down a hill, like if you're going down a rocky hill, you want to keep those sticks out away from your feet as you're going down the hill because you could easily plant the stick and then kind of forget where it is. And then your foot catches it and then you're done. You're done. You're rolling down the hill. So I would just uh, caution on that. It, it, it's good for uh, some additional movement and calorie burning. Uh, not completely necessary. And plus, we we really haven't done our homework. Like, there's a real technique. Oh, come on. No, no, there's a whole technique. They, they give lessons on how to do the Nordic oh, walk. Okay if, if, okay. if there's a person on this planet making money off of giving lessons on how to walk with sticks, I want to meet the people who are paying them. Holy, you got to be kidding me. and i'll be giving uh lessons on how to put your belt on every morning that's ridiculous okay but anyway it's it's solving uh yeah and we're doing it early in the morning because it is still oh hot here well and and you know the other thing not only is it hot but we haven't we haven't seen any rain for two months. We've hardly seen a cloud. So this is why we're back in the forest because it's it's calm in there and cool because the sun is not penetrating. So it's a great – we're very fortunate. People drive to uh, where we walk in the forest, which is right behind our, our house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this so this canicule, we just realize we're in orange now. Yeah, there are 26 departments that are in, like, high advisory heat alarm. Dry. Well, it's two things. It's the fact that there there is high heat, but not only that, but it's very dry. Like, on the news today, they were saying that Corsica, which is a French island, just, mm-hmm. I guess it's south of where Isn't that we are. where Napoleon was from? Yes, when, oh. it, when it was Italy. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. It's gone back and forth. They were saying that in 25 days, they won't have any water. Oh, this is frightening. No, mm-hmm. that's really frightening. Mm-hmm. And you and you said that people have gone to such ends as trying to convert ocean water into potable water? Uh, lake water, Holy river. F- they're delivering water to their villagers in trucks. 
Uh, it's it's pretty serious. Jeez, and and we're we're not as bad as they are in the southeast, but. We're right next uh, to them, and uh, now we're orange as well. And uh, I mean, we we're orange for the heat, but not for the water, because we're right next to the Lot River. Okay, because uh, our farmers, the ones who are equipped uh, for uh, irrigation, have been like twenty-four hours a day. And and there's like we've mentioned it before. There's an amazing system that they have. The water comes from the river, so uh, they've been. Uh, like nonstop irrigating their like, crops. You know, I, I get up super early and I, I can, right at the crack of dawn, those massive hoses are, are going yeah. to irrigate the, the crops. Yeah, it's, uh, boy, I hope we don't get into that. I mean, we we are managing our water. Like we're not watering grass or anything like that. We water our, our few plants and, uh, you know, it's it's great having the pool because uh, I just take a quick little douse off in the outdoor uh, shower and then into the pool and then I save on, on the shower. You know, it's great. I like that. It cools me off. So, this brings me to the French phrase of the day. The canicule. It's heat related. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you might, well, I'm just going to say it and then... Well, are you going to try and tell me that I might get it? Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> You might have to remember last week's. Oh, boy. All right. We were talking about the chateau. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. All right. L'aiguillon de la chaleur comme un trait de guêpe irrite. First of all, is guêpe, is that like a wasp? Yes. Okay, do the first part. L'aiguillon. I don't know what the... Needle. I, I, I still don't have it. A needle. A needle. Oh. L'aiguillon, it's like a ah. just stab de la chaleur. A needle of, of heat. Mm-hmm. Comme un trait de guêpe. It's like three wasps? No, trait would be more like um, a sting. Oh, okay. Irrite. I don't know. Irritates. Oh, you, you gave me about 90 words in there that I've never heard in my life. All right, so here we go again. Yeah. L'aiguillon mm-hmm. de la chaleur, comme un trait de guêpe, irrite. So in English? Um, the stab of a needle. heat oh. is like the sting. sting of a wasp. Oh. Both irritate. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that and boy, is that ever true? I mean, it, you know, we we would go, we'll go sit outside, and it's in the shade. It's really okay, even if it's thirty three, thirty four degrees, because it's not it's not terribly humid most of the time here. It's not humid. We're lucky because we've got a forest behind us and a knockdown breeze. Yes, coming up the valley. So it, you know, we can sit in the shade in forty degree weather with and be quite comfortable yeah and but then we get up to go to into the house and there's that sting that heat is it punches you right in the larynx yeah we're, like we're doing all of our outdoor stuff way early in the morning yeah whether it's deadheading gardening grass cutting well if there's no grass but <laughs> Not the grass is done <laughs> our grass is as brown as a berry right now it's forget about it i mean i did cut some grass we've got some guests coming we'll talk about that in a, in a few minutes uh but, but i'm just basically cutting weeds that are growing 
it's it's horrible looking. And you know what? It kind of it kind of takes the fun out of cutting the grass. Like I do enjoy cutting grass if the grass is healthy. When it's dead, it's just like oh, I'm just basically cutting away all the dandelions and stuff, and it's 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 a task. Oh well, what what can you do? Well, that was an interesting uh, French phrase of the day. Oh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, our, our guests uh, are coming on s- Saturday. So tomorrow. That's pretty cool. And um, we're looking forward to this. It's it's a buddy of mine from back back in the uh, in the home country. Now, like, did you go to school with Barry? Here's the thing. Uh, I, I, I went to school with a friend of Barry's. And Barry was working at uh, Dominion grocery stores, and so was my buddy Dave. Oh, Dominion. Remember Dominion? Oh, yes. Yeah. So he worked there in Saskatoon. Like, a lot of guys worked at Dominion, you know, stocking shelves and that kind of thing. Uh, I was working for my dad at the time, working on documentary films and stuff, so... I, I was uh, I, I missed all the fun <laughs> that those of, guys used to of have. The shelving. Well, I guess when you're working overnights, it's it's pretty fun. Um, so uh, yeah, my buddy Dave introduced me to Barry. Uh, just I guess first year out of high school, and and we've been friends uh, ever since. So uh, is Bar- that what like like seventy years or funny? Uh. Funny, good, good stuff. Uh, maybe you want to tell us about uh, how quickly you die after standing on your on your foot for five seconds. Ten years. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we want to go down that road again. It's <clears throat> good information. Hey, hey, doctor. Uh, I heard on a podcast that I'm going to be dead in <laughs> in ten years. Could you uh, verify that for me? I can't stand on my leg for more than ten seconds. Well, that would be if you had a doctor. Funny farm. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. We don't have them. Welcome to France. Yeah, so we're very much looking for uh, forward to Barry and uh, his partner to come here. Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a tough time to be here, though. It's it's hot, but I understand it's pretty hot back in Canada too. Like, yep, we're, we're going to do our best to keep them comfortable and and well hydrated and. Keep the jeet as cool as possible. Yeah, it's funny. Our jeet is is uh, probably a, above most jeet standards, although they're they're demanding more. The, the renters we're not renting, but yeah, we have uh, AC in there, so we have uh, one of those little AC boxes just for the main floor. But the top floor is getting pretty toasty right now, mm-hmm. so uh, we've got a, another kind of unit that we're gonna throw their way, but. Yeah, like it, it's a unit that we've never seen before. We 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 bought we bought the last one. Yeah, at the store, and it's a, a like an elongated unit. It's a column, mm-hmm. and and I'm wondering if 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 they've got these in North America or in Canada or they if, do. Oh, yeah. they do. Because I was I, talking to friends, and they're looking for them. Oh, okay. So the the thing is, you fill the bottom up with with water, like ice water, mm-hmm. and then it works as an air conditioner would. The water gets drawn up to a radiator that is in front of the uh, fan, <laughs> and then the the fan just blows the air through this cold radiator and uh, grill, and you get some form of air conditioning. It doesn't really cool a room, but boy, the the the, the air that comes off this fan is fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cold, and and what we put is ice packs in there and ice and ice. So yeah. the air that's coming out is much cooler than if it was just blowing like like a, a regular fan. And a tenth of the price and a tenth of the electricity and, and on and on and on. So it's a, and very light. You can move it around and you don't need to stick parts of it out a window. 
<laughs> it yeah. just it's just self-contained unit. So uh, we'll yeah, we're, we're hoping that's going to work for the guests. I mean, one of the the issues is it used to get quite cool at night. Even if it was like thirty-seven during the day, it would mm. go down to fifteen at night. It's not doing now. That. It's not going below twenty. So yeah. we'll you know we'll, we'll have to. Hey. Yeah, it beats a, paying for a hotel. That's the way I look at it. Oh, you're right. And we got everything going in there. The the, the last uh, uh, guests uh, couldn't use the washer dryer, and Be- we found out why. Yeah, we finally had the repair guy out. It's under warranty, and uh, whoever installed it, and we still don't know who, but it doesn't matter because it's all covered under the warranty. But whoever installed it the first time didn't take out the uh, transfer bolts. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but when washing machines, and this is a washer slash dryer, when they are delivered, they have bolts in the back that uh, connect to the drum and prevent it from bouncing around. And that wasn't, uh, those weren't removed. And as a result, the time we did use it, it was bouncing around the room like uh, like somebody like doing Shakira. the jitter. Yeah. Like, like, and so um, it broke something. And yeah, well, it broke. It broke the motherboard or the motor. Or something. Something. The guy replaced it. It was under warranty. Kind of so, gave me the eyes to the ceiling, and I said, "I don't know. I didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't install it." So I, I have to say, I mean, not that anyone's going to care, but the the level of service that we've gotten from Darty, D A R T Y, yeah, has been incredible. He was amazing. Um, there was no, I mean, we went into the store and said, we have an issue. They were in the next day. Yeah. How about that? And here's the thing. We go into the store cause we couldn't reach, uh, anybody on the phone. We go into the store. They make the call. It's a Friday by one o'clock the next day. The washer is fixed. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that in my life. Right. And we did a, a load of laundry. Yeah. Granted, it takes four yeah. hours and 20 minutes. We don't understand <laughs> what is going on with the times on these appliances. They're the, they have the same kind of uh, times for wa- wa- dishwashers. Yep. There's a three and a half hour cycle on a dishwasher. How bad an eater do you have to be that you need three and a half hours to clean up your mess? I don't know, but like... I was talking to a friend of mine today who who just replaced her washer dryer, and it used to be it was like thirty minutes, forty minutes yeah. to do a wash. She had to set it to three hours. Yeah, I I, I now we I'm did, gonna I'm gonna have to figure that out. Maybe there's a way of manually adjusting the numbers. Maybe, maybe there is, but we 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 put it on one setting for 40 minutes didn't work very well so then we put it on the next setting for 4 hours it was a 4 hour but it's wash and dry mm. a 4 hour wash and dry it was insane it it was successful it just took a long time so julie where did we go uh you know the foie gras museum uh, what what town is that near again fraise pêche pardon me fraise pêche oh you, you you're good i don't think i could say it without because we mentioned it last week that we were going back to Fresh Pesh. Oh, I did it. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to tempt fate. Uh, it's just because it, your your tendency is to say fresh. Fresh Pesh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Fresh fresh Pesh. Fresh Pesh. And there, there's a, a specific name for this market. Yeah. It's a, Le Paysan. Marché Paysan. Like right. The, the, Peasants. Uh, Peasants, yeah. And and it, <laughs> we had a few drops of rain that day. <laughs> Just, just as we were about to get out of the car, and and but it, it didn't amount to anything. And we, it was still quite there were quite a few people there. 
They had um, all of the artisans with their fresh cheese and their fresh produce. And we bought, we, this was crazy. Yeah, we, this bought, was. we bought, we uh, bought, I think, five scallions and four garlic heads for a euro. One euro. I, I don't know how the guy makes any money. I, I really, I just have no idea. Uh, they had uh, some old tractors, took some pictures of them for the Facebook page. Make sure you check out Chapter 30, facebook.com slash Jeff and Julie move to France. Uh, some pretty cool pictures from the Foie Gras Museum and the Fresh Pêche Market. They had uh, all kinds of little things for the kids. They had these little ponies that they were uh, riding around, and they had face painting and all that kind of cool stuff. And yeah, it was very cool. And we got there pretty early. We didn't have lunch there because the weather wasn't really quite uh, conducive to it. But it was uh, a very enjoyable morning. And um, we didn't go to the museum again. No, well. Like we were there. No, but again, but we're, we're going to wait. Like we'll go to the, I mean, neither one of us. <laughs> it's funny. Everyone that I talk to back home, oh, I love foie gras. I don't know. Uh, I, I, neither one of us eats it. Or likes it, or likes the way it's made and cultivated, and so I don't know if I'm all, you know, dying to go see how they. I, I don't know what the museum could possibly. What well, what could possibly be in there? Well, I mean, it's been centuries old. The technique yeah. of fattening up the ducks, fattening up their livers, mm. so that you can. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the point is that we were there twice and didn't go into the museum. Well, no, no. But I'm, what I was about to say was that when we're going to get some some friends here who are, oh, we got to go to the, okay, we'll we'll go to the yeah. foie gras well, museum. I, I laughed the second I saw that when we first moved here. and uh, But, you know, when I tell it to friends, they go, oh, really? Oh, I'd be interested in that. What? what? Okay. Well, it's very well known no, and know, but... highly rated and... It's just like I, if you're going to go to a museum, don't go to the Louvre. Well, go, go. <laughs> the Louvre. I mean, you know, the the Louvre is what it is. It's 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 this ginormous thing in Paris with all these dark, dark, dark. Uh, they're paintings. not all dark. Oh, they're all dark. Not no no. Oh, there's... a lot. Okay, majority because they were painted when they had. So the artists back then had no light. So why would this they... is the reason you're saying? Are you kidding me? They had daylight. Couldn't they have taken a? How about a little more blue? And, how about a little more blue and clouds and? But, okay. Uh, what about Van Gogh? He's not dark. Well, other than chopping off his ear, but. But wouldn't Van Gogh be found at the other museum? Van Gogh would have been found oh, at Orsay. Oh, he would have. He would have been. So yes, you, you're you know, right. you're right. Yep. Van Gogh would have been over there with, uh, you know, all the all the uh, Monet and yeah, mm. Manet and all those guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it's dark. Um, so. But we were at a, an art show recently. Yes. In a local village, um, in uh, Pendagene, it was the Penn Art Show. And there were, I think, 20 or 22 different artisans working different materials. Like there was visual art, there was sculpture. Oh, there was wood, there was... Um, ceramic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Cera oh, yeah, there was a lot of pottery. And mm -hmm. I guess you call it ceramic art. Mm -hmm. That was cool. What I found to be the very neatest thing is, and I didn't even know these rooms existed, but... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Yeah. They, 
used the the old prison, <laughs> which are just these, you know, you talk about the four by eights, you know, room, and that's what they were, all bricked in mm-hmm. with wooden doors and no bars. Windows. No windows. No windows, no. And so they had little displays set up in, in each of the jail cells. And there was one that was really kind of freaky. I think you took photos. Yes, I did. It was a really kind of darky... Mm-hmm. They had blue lights going on in there, I Weird. think. And... But but even the, the, the sculptures were quite, I'm not going to say disturbing, but... Um, <laughs> I didn't even notice. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. They were like gargoyles and oh. yeah, they were a bit creepy. Oh. Like both myself and, and, and Sigolin, who I was with, just went, okay. Like two-headed things <laughs> and stuff? Yeah, what are you... Okay. Why does that baby have a tail? That kind of thing. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Well, eh. maybe uh, maybe he got his inspiration from the uh, the Louvre because <laughs> there's lots of that stuff at the Louvre. No, want... no, no. They're... Oh sure. You want to see children with webbed feet and tails and you know a pitchfork through their eyes? That's the place to go. Yeah. Uh. Okay. No, I'm telling. I could I could find one in ten seconds. I could find something like that on the internet 10 seconds i swear to god it's All not right. that hard it's well i'll tell you what i did enjoy cuckoo about pants <laughs> i'll tell you what I, I enjoyed about that excursion is we had not gone through some of the smaller streets of of that um of Pendanger Day. that yeah. village yeah so it, it there you know what it's a really pretty village oh, it's gorgeous oh mm-hmm. that's right so we are surrounded by all of these, what do they call the most beautiful village in uh, France? Le plus beau village de France. And it's a big deal. It's a huge deal to be included in this book. Yeah, it's an accreditation that you, uh, you know, are one of the most beautiful villages in in the area. And I am, and we've always wondered, okay, how come Pendagenet is not included in this book? Because honestly, it's a gorgeous little village. It's just stunning, and the you know, again, the stonework. Uh, the arches, the the the, the Roman r- roadways. Yes, the Roman roadways, and just the the, the Marie, the uh, the mayor's office. Uh, you know, it's just it's gorgeous, it's stunning. And so we were always, why, 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 why are they not in this book? And then our friend explained that the one reason it was held back is because of the uh, old age home slash hospital, which that's is. There, bordering on an eyesore. It's it's mm-hmm. it's modern, but even like with no regard to design whatsoever. Like they just slap this thing up. It looks like I don't know. It just looks like you know your typical glass building with that you would see in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that, but thanks, you, mm. you you covered it. I mean, just with no no thought really put into it, especially when you and 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 you look around it, and it's I mean even next door on both sides is just absolutely gorgeous uh, medieval architecture. And there's this thing. And so that's the reason. That is, well, what we were told is the reason. I mean, there are other criteria that, that a village has to meet in order to get that accreditation. You know, village size and and his, uh, historical monuments. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there, there is, because Richard the Lionheart has part of the ruins of his chateau in Pendagenet. That's that's true. That's that's you know a valuable historical event, mm-hmm. and uh, but but 
according to our friend, it's because we've got this modern building in the center of the old town. And I'm, I'm wondering, I mean, I think it would be worth even to just put a facade on that thing or something to, to give it some life because this book, People Travel, I mean, it is, it, is, it is valuable to be a town in this book for tourism. It really is because some people just pick up this book and just go from one town to the other and, and they'll skip by Pendashenay just because it's not in the book, but it's a gorgeous town to see. It really is. It is. Yeah, that's too bad. That, that that's and you know what that that goes to town planning and who get you know and and every city everybody's got one. Every town, every city in the world has got something where you go. How did that get approved? Mm-hmm. How did that make it around the boardroom? Mm-hmm. Well, again, when we were walking around, it was explained to me that a few years back, the the then mayor mm-hmm. gave some of these old buildings um, to artisans to rent for a very, very affordable price. So they moved their glass-blowing business, their ceramics, mm-hmm. their woodworking into Penn, into Penn, and it made it like a very vivacious art artisan kind. Com- community, yeah. Yes. And, and that's part of the fun of going to this uh Beautiful village is, is you can walk right in and watch the glass blowers, watch people work working in their little places. Right, but it it they all went away because one an, another mayor came in and and just raised all the rents. Oh. so so now. But we we saw the the guy blowing the glass last year at that place. Yes, but he's he, gone. No, no, oh. but but he's one of the only oh, ones that are there year round. Oh, I see. So now. The mandate of this current mayor is to bring some of these artisans back. Oh, that's great. So lower the rents, get them in, uh, attract people, tourists. Well, and that's going to be, be beneficial for the restaurants and everybody. Ben- you know, I mean, make a town a destination place and everybody benefits. It's mm-hmm. simple. It's not that difficult, you know. Whereas if you try and gouge all of the people just to get your rents, eh, nobody wins. Because you're not going to fill the buildings. Uh, that's that's difficult. Yeah. So do you know how I remembered to go to the art show? No. On Sunday, I, I totally forgot. Well, but you had mentioned it last mm-hmm. week. Said, okay, we got. Uh, I think it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes, it was three days mm-hmm. uh, in Pendagenet, and you had mentioned it, and I'd forgotten. Uh, but uh, I have this new little thing now where I go. Uh, over to uh, my new friend Olivier's place with uh, and his wife Segaline, and uh, Sunday mornings we do the uh, Café A Français, mm-hmm. which is really it's sweet. It's been so much fun, and he has been so encouraging. I think when English people come here and they really put an effort in, which is what I'm doing, I'm putting a major effort into trying to learn this language, not just to appease them but for you know there's selfish reasons as well I want to enjoy this place and I don't want Julie having to translate every every you know every time the phone rings uh, so I've been putting a lot of effort into it a lot of work and this is my latest thing is I go over to Olivier's place on Sunday morning we have some coffee and we just talk French and he helps me through some things and you know as big a help as, as you are, it's always a different set of ears and a different set of eyes. And, and, you know, and sometimes you just pick something up and that's all it takes. And it puts you into a new area of learning. I also think that you accept criticism from a stranger or a new friend more so than your well, 30 some odd year wife. Well, it's just that I get it all day long here. Whereas <laughs> when I go over there, it's just for a half an hour. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Um, but no, it's been great. Anyway, uh, as we were wrapping up, I said, so what are you guys doing for the rest of the day? 
And he said, we're going to the, uh, you know, the Penn Art Show. And I went, oh, gee, Julie was going to go. And so then, then I mad scrambled and <laughs> got you going. And... Uh, and and we made a day of it. It was uh, it was really great. I, I I just thought it worked out perfectly because we really did want to see it, and there was a lot of interesting stuff there. So you you had an extra long French oh. discussion that day. Yeah, that's like, right. Because uh, it's all French when it's the four of us. It is, right. but yes, but we're 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 we're, we're, we're reciprocating. Yes, because they also have expressed an interest in learning more English now. I will say Olivier speaks uh, pretty good English and has a pretty mm-hmm. good vocabulary in English, mm-hmm. probably better than my French right now. But Segaline uh, really would love to learn more English. She mm-hmm. took a course and didn't enjoy it. So so now to mo- we're we're having them over here, and we're just gonna. It's as now what what did I say? I said uh, uh, je veux uh, je veux vous voir travailler. Is that right? Uh, travailler. Travailler. Vous tra- yeah travailler. Yeah. So, said, yeah. So, uh, which which translates to now I get to watch you work mm-hmm. uh, because it's going to be an English night here uh, for them. That's going to be lots of fun, and yeah. in throughout the process we get to know each other better, and we uh, we're really finding that we've got a connection with these people. Uh, you know, I'll probably learn as much French as as they learn English while they're here because invariably you have to translate, and yep. so you know, and that'll be me. <laughs> That's right. You're the master I'm, translator. I'm the most bilingual person in the village. Yes, you are, <laughs> and uh, it's 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 been beneficial for a lot of people, not just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know our our location here uh, in in uh, the village that you uh, speak here mm-hmm. in France is mm-hmm. kind of surrounded. Like we're surrounded by by vineyards, right? If you go, you can go to Cor, you can go to Bergerac. These are all within half. Duras, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duras, they're all within a half an hour. Of here, half an hour, forty minutes. But right here, specifically, it is it is prune country. There are prune orchards everywhere you look. And uh, you know the the farmers are in harvest season right now. Yeah, yeah. So coming up on the next podcast, we'll take you in a day of prune harvesting and get back to you with all the details of our experience. I sure hope they have extra porta potties uh, <laughs> there in the field. You know, you're you're. You're probably tempted to grab a couple and, uh, well, you know, one thing leads... Oh, I love them. They're delicious. One thing leads to another. Wait. Okay, that's uh, coming up on Chapter 31 of Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. Au revoir. A bientôt.